You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky L Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you at 1040. About an hour from now, we will have Off the Board, and again, Joe Ostrowski's campaign to become father of the year. But coming up now is Frank Schwab with Yahoo Sports. Make sure to follow him on X at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, thank you so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins, and I've got a two-parter for you. Number one, what do we make of their chances to get the number one seed in the AFC and maybe even win the AFC after last night's loss? And secondly, did Tyreek Hill intentionally take time off to improve his MVP candidate? <laughs> I mean, there's no better argument for Tyreek as MVP than last night watching a Dolphins offense suddenly just flail around without him, right? Like, I, like Tyreek is a big part of what they do, and they didn't look right last night, and that's a bad, bad loss for them. I, look, they could still rebound, get the number one seed because they have games ahead of them that, that could get them there. But obviously, now you're a game behind the Ravens. You're you you have perfect the rest of the way out. There's a question of if they win a division. I, the Bills are not that far behind, and if the Dolphins screw around in some of these tough games they got coming up, all of a sudden that Week 18 game could mean a lot. The Bills already won once, so they you know they had the tiebreaker edge there if they could tie them in Week 18 with a win. So really, really damaging loss. I think more than that, more than just a math of can they get the number one seed? Can they do this? Can they do that? It, it just again kind of reinforces that this Dolphins team is good but I think they're a Super Bowl team I I just and you know you'd like that from your number one seed contenders right Uh, but I just have Mm -hmm. enough time buying into the Dolphins as a Super Bowl contender lack of quality true quality wins and then you know last you you lose at home to the Titans after you after you're leading by 14 with less than five minutes ago it's just not a good look for them a month of football left and it feels like everyone's in it Frank like we could have that, we could even have that debate, like with the Giants. Or nobody's in it, Joe. I mean, I mean the, okay, like the, what's the real thing? You could be in it, but it doesn't mean you're going to be doing anything. It's going to be a short visit. Like, what what is most compelling to you going into the to the last month? Is there a division race? Is there either AFC or NFC wild card where you have so many possibilities? Uh, what's grabbing your attention after uh, week fourteen? A couple of things come to mind. The AFC wildcard is really interesting. And I think maybe the most interesting team out there is the Bills, because I think that this is true, that the Bills are either going to miss the playoffs or make the Super Bowl. And I, I don't think there's any getting around that. I, I think that if they get in as the seventh seed, I believe they're going to Super Bowl. I really do, because the rest of the AFC is just eh, whatever. Like it's again, we just talked about the Dolphins. The Jaguars are obviously kind of up and down. The Ravens are the one team I probably trust the most, but. I don't know that a capital T trust them. I think that they're very good, but if it was bills at Ravens and the AFC championship game, I don't know. I, I might take the bills there, 
but we don't know if the Bills are going to get in. I, I mean, they, they need to win some games here. They might need to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. So very interesting to me. We were just talking something that is intriguing to me, and we were talking about I think it's a great conversation. The MVP race is kind of awesome this year. Usually we got it a little bit figured out by now. This year, I don't know. Look, the voting is so formulaic for MVP. 13 of the last 14 MVPs have been quarterbacks off number one or number two seeds. You have this DAC issue where he does look like the favorite. He's a betting favorite right now. But the Eagles have the inside track still to the, to, to the NFC East title. It's hard to imagine when you look at the schedules, when you look at everything that lays out, that Eagles won't win the NFC East. Would voters vote for Dak, even if they're the number five seed? It hasn't happened since 2008 when that's happened. Does that give Brock Purdy the MVP? Are we living in a world where Brock Purdy is the NFL MVP? Can you imagine saying that sentence 13 months ago? So I, I think the MVP race is still, uh, I'm, I'm very, very interested in that stretch here. So on the heels of that, what would you do as a better? Would you just look to where there is value or, or do you follow the formula in what we've seen in recent years and think, okay, this is going to be Purdy's award? Yeah, I always just followed a formula with MVP because it's so predictable. And I hate to say that, but voters mm-hmm. always, that's why I, I would vote Tyreek Hill as the MVP. I do not have a dollar on Tyreek Hill to win MVP because I know he has zero chance, <laughs> absolutely positively zero chance. If Jerry Rice did win an MVP, Tyreek Hill, I win an MVP, although I just, I believe he deserves it. So I believe if you look, you, this is one thing in betting where you could just look at the formula. Who, who You can, at the beginning of the season, narrow it down to the quarterbacks. You can narrow it down further to who's got a shot at the number one or two seed. I, the one mitigating factor here with Dak, and I don't think there's any value left in him, but it's this, the Cowboys are always just kind of bigger than everybody else. And I think there is some skepticism about is Purdy any good. I think that's wrong, but it's out there. And I think some voters are going to believe in that and not give him MVP as a result. So I, I, I'm very interested. I don't think there's a lot of value left in the MVP race. I think we've got our, uh, you know, basically our candidates, Josh Allen maybe has a shot at the bills can sneak into the playoffs, but that would really go against what, what people have voted on for so many years. So I think it's down to Purdy or Prescott, and I think the value is extracted from both. Well, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, yes, that schedule is uh, quite challenging. They get the Bills coming up, and then they also have games uh, against the Dolphins, and then they host the Lions. So certainly not going to be easy for Dak Prescott and company, but they looked fantastic Sunday night against the Eagles, and Philadelphia looks to be sputtering a little bit. Do you see value in the Cowboys plus 225 to win the NFC East? I really don't just because of mostly the Eagles schedule. They play at Seattle on Monday, which Seattle's struggling, obviously. Now that Seattle's a tough place to play, maybe they could pull it off. But if the Eagles can get past that, I believe the rest of their schedule is two games against the Giants and one game against the Cardinals. Look, the Giants are feisty, but I'm still taking the Eagles in both of those games. And then the tiebreaker, just the Cowboys cannot win the tiebreaker unless there's they both had four wins and the Cowboys had losses to Detroit and all that. Let's just say, to, to narrow it down, the Cowboys are in trouble with the tiebreaker. They need the Eagles to somehow get to four losses. And even then, they're still in a little bit of trouble with the tiebreaker. So just the math works out that the Eagles deserve to be a heavy favorite right now. And I think they will win the NFC East. The question becomes, can Dallas make a run in the playoffs on the road every week? I I don't know. I mean, we know the history of Dallas in the playoffs. So it's tough to really buy into that. But this is a good team. I have them number two in my power rankings. I think most people probably do. Yes, there's a big gap between number one and number two. But... This Cowboys team is bringing everything to the table right now. Very, very good football team. If there is a team outside of the Bills, maybe that can win three straight road games and make a Super Bowl, maybe it is these Cowboys. This is a 
very, very good football team. Uh, Frank, there was a there was a big move on uh, one particular game uh, yesterday that I wanted to uh, talk about. What one game coming up this week? But uh, the move happened yesterday is what I mean. And you're based in Denver, and it was on that Broncos Lions game coming up. The Lions they they lose outright to the Bears. Their defense has been really bad for quite some time. It, that was three and a half at opening, around three and a half, four. Now some books have it out to five and a half. The Lions, a five and a half point home favorite against uh, a red hot Denver team that uh, is doing a lot of interesting things on defense. Is it sustainable? Don't know. Uh, what's your reaction to that move in that game? Yeah, I, I assume that by the end of the week, uh, you know, the Broncos are going to become America's underdog, right? Because I think everybody would just look at what the Lions have done the past few weeks and say, why not? Why can't the Broncos keep this close? I might be one of those people. Because if you look at the Lions, really, the last time we saw them look like, oh my goodness, this is a elite team, it was probably that Packers game back in September on Thursday night. Since then, they've had a, a couple blowout wins, but against bad teams like the Raiders. But they've just been kind of just either getting by or not getting by. In, in the last four weeks, should have lost to the Bears, obviously, in Detroit. Thanks to my survivor pool. I would have won my survivor pool, guys. And then... Bears just held uh, on. Come on, Bears. Anyway, uh, the Lions should have lost uh, that game against the Bears. They did get really dominated by the Packers on Thanksgiving. Uh, we saw the Packers last night. That That's not a great loss for them. Almost blew a 21-zip lead to the Saints of all teams. And then just got handled by the Bears. That's four straight games where the Lions have just not looked good at all. The Lions should be a little lucky that the Packers lost last night because otherwise we'd be talking about are the Lions blowing this division? I don't think the Vikings can mm -hmm. catch them. So I think the Lions are still safe to win a division. But this is not a team playing well. Like you said, the defense is sputtering. Offense doesn't even look that great. Golf is kind of falling back to earth. He's in a slump right now. And the Broncos are just playing good ball. Like, you talk about what's intriguing me. I, I wrote a, for Wednesday just kind of breaking down the awards races and stuff. And I was thinking, is Sean Payton going to steal coach of the year? I know it's kind of – he. you know, he's the one to put them in that one-and-five hole. You can't, like, ignore that. But – for, I think they're going to the playoffs. When you look at their remaining schedule, they're right in line to make the playoffs as a six seed. And if they do, I think Sean Payton has some serious coach of the year vibes there. So I think it's going to be a good game in Detroit. I, I don't see any reason why all of a sudden the Lions are going to look great again and blow out the Broncos. It's a great point because a few of those coaches seem to be falling who we thought might win it. So that's seems open right. again i'm glad you brought up awards because there's another one i'm curious about and it's one we've debated often on this show and that's comeback player of the year do oh, you think oh, yeah. this is damar hamlin's to lose because now i'm hearing like even joe flacco with the browns flacco. name being tossed wow. around so i'm curious your thoughts on this one it's it's a crazy uh, debate because i've thought about this a lot i know all sports right I, I think we we all do here but i mean i'm not just a football guy i love basketball baseball in all the awards in all the sports in my lifetime i cannot remember another award winner like damar hamlin damar hamlin is minus 400 he's played nine defensive snaps and i get it and i i can't sit here and tell you it's wrong it's what do you think comeback players should be should it be the player who came back from the worst circumstance because i mean Lamar Hamlin basically died on the field. And if he gets the award, I, heck, I mean, somebody brought up, name the award after him. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, go for it. Oh, wow. I, I think that you could, you could yeah. totally make that a thing. But if you're going by what a guy has come back from, but played the best, how does Tua not win? He's, he's an MVP candidate. And he came back from, he was legitimately in February, March, discussing.
uh, with his family because of the concussions. He's come back and played at a near MVP level. So I, it just, it, what do you want this award to be? The guy who came back from the worst circumstance or the guy who came back from something bad to play the best. And I, I have a Tua ticket. I'd vote for Tua too. I don't think you can give a guy who's played 90 defensive snaps a major award, but I get it. I'm not against it. I'm not railing. I'm not standing on a table saying this is the worst vote I've ever seen, but a fascinating, a fascinating award race just because we've never seen anything like this before, really in any sport where a guy practically doesn't play at all, but still wins a major award. Good stuff. Good stuff. Frank Schwab with Yahoo Sports. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. I always appreciate it. Sure thing. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue Futures Day on the show. Division winners make miss the playoffs and so much more. That's coming up here on the BetQL Network.